It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hello and welcome once again to Make the Dough Rise. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisors, serving the Lake Country and beyond. Office in Greensboro, Georgia. You find us online at livingworth.com. And special guest back to the program once again is Carrie Debs, certified financial planner at Main Street Financial Solutions. And uh, it's going to be a great show today. It's a trap, in fact, special edition of the program. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to tell you all about 401ks and the 401k trap, everything that you need to know about it. And uh, we're going to dive into all the nitty and gritty here in a few moments. But first, let's say hello to our guests as always. Brian, great to be with you. What's in the pizza oven today? Oh, I had pizzas last night, actually. Uh, got out and fired up my little gas-fired pizza oven, and it was delicious. We t- we talking a little pepperoni, a little margarita pizza. What was what was the flavor of the? Of I choice? am into sausage and onion lately. Just real oh. simple. Hmm. See, I, onion on pizza. I don't know if I can get there. Mm. I don't know if we can continue to do this show, Walter. <laughs> I haven't had your onion on pizza though, so I'll, I'll withhold judgment until I have the Brian Doe style. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, we also have Carrie here as well. Hey, Carrie, great to have you back on the show. Glad to be here. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Brian been a couple of months since uh, your last appearance on the program. And uh, Brian, I know we're bringing Carrie in to help uh, talk a little bit about the 401k trap. Now, we've talked about it the last couple of episodes here on the show. Uh, this is a, a great guide, great informational, educational resource uh, that you and Carrie have both put together to help people kind of learn all about 401ks. And in particular, w- let's start with the why did you call it a trap? Why the 401k trap? Well, I, I know you have some uh, background with your good vocal uh, and singing qualities on this show. So I'm going to make a pop culture reference to the Talking Heads, David Byrne, back in the, uh, this may, may date myself a little bit, because this was a, the most, one of the most overplayed songs of my you know, early college years, let's say. And it was the uh, Once in a Lifetime, where in the song he sings, you, know, you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? I always thought that was a hilarious song because it was just kind of this absurd take on things. But that is what we have been doing with the 401k is we find ourselves with a big balance in a 401k. We may have uh, a social security benefit coming to us and we, we wanted to retire, but nobody really asks, you know, how did we get here? How did we get to this situation where we're now in control of our and, and responsible for our retirement income. Well, the question of how did we get here isn't necessarily a bad thing if we've ended up accumulating a lot inside of our 401k, but I guess it's the question, what comes next that brings up the problem and the trap, perhaps? Yeah, and, and so this, this goes back. Carrie and I have really collaborated and, and shared notes being a part of Main Street Financial Solutions for, for years. And so in meetings and, and on the side, we, we just have continued to talk about, plan for, develop tools to help uh, clients make good decisions. And, you know, over the past 20 years, there, there have been uh, research papers. You know, so if you go back to 2001, there was actually an academic research paper put out by the National Bureau of Economic Research. And um, the, the author, I'm going to get the author's credit here, it's kind of a mouthful, but uh, Jagadish Gokhale, Lawrence uh, Kotlikoff, and Todd Newman in 2001 wrote a fairly detailed paper outlining how participating in a 401k can actually raise your lifetime taxes. 
And yeah, this was back in 2001 and people weren't really, you know, diving into Roth options. Roth 401k didn't exist, but they were already identifying the fact that the way different benefits and income sources were taxed in retirement could actually cause your taxes to be higher, which would be contrary to the conventional wisdom uh, surrounding con contributing to a 401k. Yes. And if I just would like to go back to that question, Walter, that you asked us, you know, it's a trap. The a trap is something that typically you don't see coming. And in fact, this has been evident that this uh, problem exists. And we just really wanted to bring it to people's attention and before it becomes a trap for them. So the the timing, we could have written this paper any time in the last 10 years, but we really wanted to emphasize it now. Yeah, and also going back to, I think it was about 2008 or nine, uh, David Walker, who was the Comptroller General under Clinton and Bush, he wrote a, a book titled Comeback America. And he was really talking about how out of control the debt had become. He called, he he referred to Medicare and, and uh, Social Security programs as fiscal cancers. And if we didn't do something about it, you know, it was going to be you know, basically impending you know, doom for, for the federal budget. And since he wrote that book, the problem has only compounded. The debt has doubled. The uh, claims on Social Security, Medicare are going up. And uh, you know, so that, that was another thing. That, so we got 2001, we had this research paper. 2008, uh, David Walker started talking about this. And so over the past few years, we've, we've, we've been bringing this to our clients' attention to say, hey, this, this may be a problem. Here's where this could be, become this trap. And as the unlimited money supply and throw trillions of dollars at every problem idea has infected Washington, D.C., especially now this past year with the coronavirus. We, we bailed out the subprime crisis in, in 2009 and 10, and now we're, we're just throwing trillions of dollars at the uh, pandemic. And, and so the debt problem and the uh, lack of sufficient income in the form of taxes has has only continued to uh, compound all while up in Washington they're kicking around these fan fantasy projects like universal basic income and Medicare for all and free college and Green New Deal and you know, I hate to break it to everybody but we are already broke already broke uh, that's uh, not what anybody wants to hear Brian <laughs> so uh, that creates obviously major problems when we see that enter the equation so. Uh, the 401k trap, you guys then developed uh, this great educational document. I know we're going to tell people how to get a copy of this as uh, we get a little bit later into the show. Um, but but what else did you want to explore in that when you started developing this and you and Carrie started going through the different problems that you began to uncover? What else did you find and, and what roads did that take you down? I think one of the biggest is, Walter, that um, we're being encouraged to use the existing structures of 401k and IRAs, and that is that is exactly what we need to do. Uh, saving is the name of the game. It's how you save, and there's not enough education out there when you're doing this really hard work and you're plowing money into your 401k, and we and even teaching people to start doing that. So this is for everyone who's even starting to contribute to a 401k or whatever savings opportunity is available, all the way to the people who have been doing the hard work for a couple decades. We want to educate them on not just doing it mindlessly. There needs to be 
you know, advice given. And then someday you're going to have multiple sources of income created by this saving. And all of those forms of income are going to have different taxation attached to them. So taxes are not going away. So we want to make sure that if people are going to do the work and make the sacrifices that they're doing it with some, you know, plan attached to it and advice. So that's really, really important. And, and it, it cannot start too early, the education. And it also is even more meaningful to people who are in their 50s and 60s closer to retirement. They really need to be looking at this very closely. And, and the way we came at it was looking at how retirement income today is different than, say, your parents or your grandparents. For most of the 20th century, the pension and, uh, of course, Social Security getting introduced in the, in the 30s became the you know, two main pillars of, of uh, retirement incomes. Social Security was invented at a, at a time when life expectancies were much shorter and uh, companies would, would set up and fund pension plans as we had more large corporations, unions organized, benefits became uh, the, the name of the game around jobs. And so this, this uh, combination of your, your company and, and Social Security, and then maybe you had a little bit of savings or some savings, but that was, you had this three pillars to your retirement income. And, you know, largely you didn't have control over how much was realized and when. So you just, you, you paid taxes as you got these things. And uh, if you had a little bit of uh, pocket money or savings for some extras, we, we call that the, the three-legged stool or three, leg, three pillars of, of your retirement income plan. Well, that has largely shifted. Back in the 70s, corporations started getting out of the pension system. They, they realized that demographics were changing, people were living longer, the Department of Labor and ERISA came in and, and imposed stricter rules on how corporations had to fund their pension plans. And basically, they realized, hey, we can't afford to continue doing this. And so they, they tapered off of providing the pension plans. And then out of that, almost by accident, the 401k was born. And instead of contributing to a lifetime benefit for you, they would make a contribution to your 401k, maybe a match or maybe a, they call them safe harbor contributions and things like that. But then the employee became the primary person that was contributing to this future savings vehicle or future retirement income vehicle, the 401k. And, and so basically today, pensions are, are a thing of the past. I, I meet fewer and fewer people that have pensions. And then we'll talk a little bit here in a minute. I'll let, let Carrie talk about the strain on uh, on Social Security and, and the shift that's happened there. But yeah, this this three-legged stool that we're talking about, or these three pillars, we're basically down to one, and that is your personal savings and 401k plan. There will continue to be Social Security, but that program is looking you know weaker and weaker every day. And like I said, the pensions are are for the most part gone. Exactly. Carrie, I installed a couple of lights this past weekend in the house, new new light fixtures. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of like a three-legged stool. I can tell you if it had been a one-legged stool, it would have been very, un, uh, uh, probably not a successful uh, renovation project. <laughs> exactly. And as someone I know well calls the three-legged stools now turning into a pogo stick. So can you imagine trying to put those life light right. fixtures in on a pogo stick? Yes, exactly. And that's the Social Security piece, which Brian referenced, is, you know, becoming one of the weaker legs of the stool. And we could do a complete 
podcast just on social security claiming strategies. That's a very um, important part of, of our advice that we give to people. But if you look at just the social security piece, I can't tell you how many people think that social security is tax free. And that's not the case. There are strategies where you can try to make an attempt to have the total of your social security income tax free, but it's getting harder and harder. The income limits on that are very dated and they're very low now. So you creep into this area where your social security is taxed a portion of it. So that's why that leg is becoming weaker. And now the medical costs, your Medicare premiums that you're responsible for are taken out of your social security automatically. That used to not be the case within the last uh, 10 years that's changed. So yeah, this individual savings and you know, thinking that there's going to be a government solution is just not the case anymore. This is a different game. It has changed. People need to have the light switch turned on that your responsibility for the three-legged stool is more important than ever. And I think if you if you look at the paper early on, we have a couple of graphics that highlight this. And this is one of the things we've gotten the most sort of uh, immediate response from, from people that we share this with is there, it shows that in 1945, for every recipient of Social Security, there were 42 contributors. And so it was, it was spread over a wide base, and, and so the, the demand from an individual taxpayer was quite low. Well, today we're down below three taxpayers contributing for every one recipient of Social Security. So you can just see from that graphic alone how the obligation for funding Social Security, because Social Security, let me be clear, is a pay-as-you-go system. They used to tell you, oh, this money's being put aside in a, in a trust fund for you. No, no, no. It, it has always been a current income goes to pay current recipients, and, and it's uh, you know, pay-as-you-go. And as demographics have shifted and people have lived longer, that strain is just getting very, very you know, uh, intense on, on Social Security. I think when you look at the numbers like that, it's just so difficult to uh, kind of wrap your mind around just how big of a change has occurred there. And I'm also just struck by something that you guys both said about the feeling of this thing has been done for us for so long. We really have to take an action step to mentally get our minds around the fact that it all relies on us now, at least a little bit more. Um, because it, it just like with anything in life, you know, somebody else does something for you for a long period of time. It's a hard adjustment to all of a sudden have to take responsibility for that thing. Yeah. And that, that piece that we're responsible for part of the reason of that, and you're seeing it now, you may get in the mail, you get your social security statement and it literally has a section now that is in bold. And it's, so it's very clear that you need to read this section of the social security statement. And it does say that Estimated benefits by 2035, which again is right around the corner, 15 years from now, the payroll taxes will be enough to pay only about 79% of scheduled benefits, Social Security benefits. That's literally what it says. Now, think about the implications of, of our you know, Congress and political leaders taking away a piece of your income that you have paid into your whole life. It is political dynamite to reduce social security benefits. So it's unlikely in, in many ways that, that this will take place in such a meaningful way. When we run financial plans for clients and we look at their future income from social security, and if we reduce it down to 79% of that number, the plans do not succeed. 
meaning where is that income going to come from? So we we believe that this problem has been ignored, not not put out in the forefront. Again, nobody's going to go on TV and say, we're going to cut your social security benefits. They're, they'll be voted out of office immediately. Retirees um, and people approaching retirement really vote. So our message is that saving has always been the name of the game, and it's just so much more so now. And also to look at the vehicles that you are saving in and the tax implications of those vehicles. And we really were pounding the table on this. And I think a lot of people may say that they've been talking about this, but we wanted to put it in, you know, make it very visual, make it very, you know, language that people will understand. And you know, controlling, having some control over the way you pay taxes in the future. You can't control, you know, death and taxes are those certainties in life. And so you will pay taxes, but it's how and when you pay the taxes, which you, you can gain more control over. We truly believe that. And I, I know people will understand that if we put it in that language. And, and let me add one thing to that political dynamite, uh, you know, concept. And we've talked about this before, Walter, where, where if I came out as a politician, I said, hey, my platform is to raise your taxes, cut your Social Security benefits, and uh, you know, eliminate programs and spending so we could pay down. Nobody's going to vote for you. you. You have zero chance of getting elected. And you know, we're, we're going to have, I think it's like 30% of the population is going to be over 65 by by the early 2030s is the estimate. And like Carrie said, they, they vote. So there's no way, and I don't, I don't want to scare people with this 79% number because they're, they're not going to cut Social Security benefits. You will end up getting your full Social Security benefit. The, the question just becomes, where are they going to get the money from that? Are they just going to print it? Are they going to tax us? Are they going to change the way other income is taxed? potentially increase the amount of, of Social Security that's taxed. All of those things, it's like they give with one hand, they take with the other. And there's, just, there's, there's no way around that is, is the point we're trying to make. But um, yeah, th- to see this announcement, this little uh, disclaimer get added to the Social Security benefit statement, if you haven't received one in the mail, and a lot of people, uh, we used to get those things, I think, every year. Now I think they send them out every couple of years or maybe even less. You actually have to go to ssa.gov, create an account, download your most recent statement. And uh, the last risk, it, it says, you know, right, it added squarely to the, uh, the middle of the second page, uh, this, this announcement about the 79%. No headlines, no, no major updates or coverage to it. It just got slid onto your social security statement with no fanfare. It sounds like all the things that you guys are talking about, since some of these changes are so big and foundational, you know, talk about that three-legged stool going down to one. Is time of the essence here? Does there need to be some urgency in making these changes? Or is this kind of something that we can approach when we get a little bit closer to retirement? In short, yes, time is of the essence. And so we do have a section of the paper that um, we try to, you know, if you're going to read the paper, which we definitely suggest the whole paper, but if you're going to skim it first and then decide where you're going to highlight, one of the sections is called the earlier, the better. So this appeals applies to people of all ages, young people, people in the middle of their you know, best income years and in working, and then people approaching retirement or literally retiring next year or the year after. There are things you can do at each stage of that working life, lifetime. And yes, time is of the essence today. Um, we work in conjunction with the client and we you know, run these by their tax preparer. So we're not 
um, just willy-nilly saying this is what you need to do. Um, it's looking at all of the ways you've been saving. Some people also have their company stock, um, which is a very important you know, source of wealth and in- income someday or savings, you know, even a buffer. So we try to even figure in your, your company stock. Most people do not have a pension. Some people have um, annuities that are a form of paying some income for you. We want to work on the timing of all of these things. But again, there's taxes involved in every single one of those things I just mentioned. So it's, um, you know, I think Brian has said many times, it doesn't matter as much what you make as what you keep. So it's the taxes will take away, you know, a portion of all of those vehicles. And we, we want to um, set it up and, and have it align with the timing of different things in your life. You know, when you first retire, you're probably going to be spending more. You're very active. Where are you going to take that money from? Later on, it may be, you know, relocating second home. And may way later in life, it may be to look at long-term care or where you're going to be living. Where will you take that money from? There'll be taxes touching each one of those actions in your life. And Walter, you're familiar with the, the idea of diversification. I mean, that's like a foundational sure. rule of, of investing. And just like you would diversify your portfolio, don't put all your eggs in one basket. It gets said a hundred different ways. What we're really stressing is you need to diversify your tax exposure. Okay, you've got income, capital gains, preferential dividends, IRA, 401k withdrawals. The one that has been the hardest to get money into is the tax-free bucket or the Roth bucket. And so we've, we've created a, a tool a, or an illustration that shows the optimized allocation. If you had control over your contributions and you could get 40% of your money into regular brokerage accounts so that you could have uh, some control over when you realize capital gains, in today, this may change tomorrow, but today, Dividends from stocks are taxed at a much more favorable rate than withdrawals from your IRAs. And of course, then 40, if you had 40% in that brokerage account, then maybe another 40% in retirement accounts. So traditional 401k, IRA, SEPs, 457, deferred comp, uh, 403Bs and the like. Then if you could, this is where it gets difficult, is if, if you could work on getting 20% of your retirement funds into the tax-free bucket. And the window and the opportunity to do that has been small because if you earned too much money, you disqualified to be able to contribute to a Roth. Uh, You could do Roth conversions, but that's just taking your retirement accounts and and turning them into Roths, which causes you to have to pay the taxes. But a new, relatively new development, and one thing I'm trying to point out to a lot of people is to see if your company's 401k plan now has a Roth option. And if so, that, that's a real easy way to get a, a large amount, 19500 if you're under 50. Uh, if you're over 50, you can do the catch-up contribution and get up to $26,000 put into a Roth 401k. That opens up a very big contribution window for people who may be earning more than uh, allows them to do a traditional Roth contribution. The painful part of that is, is you do have to pay the tax on that income today. But when I run plans forward for people and show them what happens if they don't pay the tax today by their mid to late 70s and definitely in their 80s, they lose control of the tax equation. There's so much money coming out of a well-funded 401k and IRA plan that you may lose control of, of the ability to 
you know, keep yourself in a, in a reasonable tax bracket in those later years. And I can tell you there's nothing uh, more ornery than a man in their 80s watching Fox News and uh, getting their statement of what their required minimum distribution is at a time when they may not even need it, and they have to pay tax on that. And it's, it's just a, it's a bit of a shock, and we try and help people figure out ways today to prevent that situation from happening, but also give you flexibility of where you can get cash. So if you need to have a lump sum for uh, a big expenditure or an upfront cost of of making a move into a continuing care facility or something like that, having money in these different tax structures gives you control of your taxes, flexibility about when you access your your funds, and definitely you don't get um, sidelined or uh, surprised by the tax bill when you least expect it. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll add there, that, that man or woman looking at her future tax situation and then, then it becomes the present tax situation. We did do a research and we show a diagram in the booklet that looks at the history of tax brackets and how today we are near the low in the history in the, when you look back of tax brackets. So um, for however we got to that, um, doesn't need to be talked about on this podcast, but we are in fact at lower tax brackets. And if time is and trends are of any meaning, which they are, if you are that person allocating monies today to say a Roth vehicle where it's after tax monies, you pay t- taxes today, people may say, I'm really trying to lower my taxes, minimize my taxes today. Well, just think, if you minimize taxes today, then that means someday you're going to be paying at what we believe will be higher rates. Do we know where tax rates are going? No, we do not. Um, but it looks like it adds up to there being higher tax rates in the future. So if you are paying tax today, as painful as that may be, you're minimizing the pain, that future pain, that woman or man someday with all that income that, that they wish to have in retirement. That's when you're, we want to have as much tax-free income in the future. And that's why going back to that earlier, the better time is of the essence. If you can pay taxes today at a lower rate, as painful as that is, let's do it today and put it into a tax-free bucket for tomorrow. Yeah, Gary, I wasn't uh, suggesting that the women did, didn't have the same <laughs> tax bill. I just was <laughs> suggesting that the men are grumpier. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> Well, given all of this, uh, you know, Carrie and, and Brian looking at, um, you know, solutions, how can somebody pull out their 401k or 403b or, or similar type plan and see if they are falling into this trap? How can they see if they're exposed? How can they figure out kind of, you know, what the, the next steps that they need to take are? Well, that's looking at the allocation optimizer. So as Brian was referring to before, when you can look at, that's where you take out, you look where all the bodies lie in your financial life, what vehicles are your monies in today? So we can literally say, you know, say 40% or it's usually today is it's higher. It's, you know, 50 or 60% or higher is in pre-tax vehicles. And then there's a very small slice today. And some people have zero in the tax-free bucket. So looking at that, finding out where you are today and trying to transition it over time. This does not happen. You can't just do this in one year. We've seen people taking a couple of years um, time, and then it does, you can reach a much more um, ideal allocation. Um, And that's where, is your goal 40-40-20, meaning 40% in different forms of income that are taxable, another 
40% and then 20% into the tax-free bucket. So we, it's where you are today and try to transition it over a period of, you know, five plus years. And the youngest wage earners can truly, by the power of compounding, make, make a really ideal op, uh, allocation. They can be the, the optimizers of this allocation optimizer process. It- and one thing we do for all of our planning clients is is a 401k audit where we will plug all of this into a calculator that will run the numbers forward and you can begin to see what what's the short-term versus the long-term impact of taking that tax deduction today versus paying the tax. Uh, and as we talked about, if, if tax rates do go higher, that changes the math. If you look at the stretch provisions getting changed on on non-spousal beneficiaries, in other words, your children getting the IRAs down the road, you can make a lot more sense out of paying the tax today compared to getting the tax deduction because they, they keep shortening the benefit to the IRA and the stretch IRA for your beneficiaries. So when you, when you start looking at it that way, that's that's one way to help alleviate the pain today of paying the tax. And then like Carrie said, this can be a multi-year process. You know, so you may contribute to a Roth 401k if you're still working. If you retire early, you might want to uh, do a series of Roth conversions. And this is, again, that can be a partial conversion. You don't have to convert your whole balance in one year. That would That would throw you up into a top tax bracket for sure. But if you do a partial over a number of years before Social Security income starts, uh, that's one one common uh, opportunity that we see, but it's all going to depend on the individual. So it, it's really a matter of sitting down, putting the numbers into a calculator, mapping out a p- plan, and, and doing the projections so that then you can say, well, what makes sense today and with the time frame that I have and you know with what the tax codes are today? And again, we're totally guessing on what they'll be in the future, but when, when you look back, it was World War One and World War Two that caused the massive spikes in tax rates. And once those rates go up, and, and those rates went up because they, they had to fund the, the war, the, the debt level for, for funding the war was uh, quite high. And so if you look at our debt to GDP ratios today, they're the same as they were at the end of World War II. And we're not in a war. So I, I, I don't see much other uh, solution to this than you know these tax rates are gonna likely be higher in the future. And so I think that's where the payoff is, is you're just going to have to have some confidence that you're going to split the difference between, if, if people can't get 100% behind doing a full Roth contribution or full Roth conversion, maybe you split it and do half into 401, traditional 401k, half into Roth, or you do a partial conversion over a number of years, and that spreads the pain out over, over a broader time period. Well, very good. Lots of great information in uh, not only this episode, but absolutely encourage anybody as a next step. If you want to learn a little bit more about this and uh, dive into the 401k trap, again, this is a great educational resource and guide. You can download and get a free copy of the 401k trap by going to retirementrescue.net. That's retirementrescue.net. You can also just check the description of today's show, and you should see a link that'll take you directly to where you can download for free that 401k trap. Again, we'll cover, like we did here on the podcast today, but in in maybe more detail, even in some spots, how retirement is changing, the different demographics that are affecting the equation, the rising costs involved in retirement today, and what you can do to help solve all of these different problems. So get your free ebook, your free special report, by going to retirementrescue.net 
or checking for the link in the description of today's show. If you have an IRA, 401k, 403b, a SEP plan, or a 457, any of those kinds of retirement plans, uh, this guide will be helpful for you, even though the 401k gets the top billing in the name of the, of the, uh, of the kit or in the name of the download. Uh, all of those will be um, really impacted by what's talked about in the guide. So again, download your free copy by going to retirementrescue.net to read more and get uh, more information, or just check the link in the show notes to access your own copy. Well, Carrie and Brian, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was uh, educational, and I know a lot of people are going to find that 401k trap really helpful. Yes, and, and, and then you made me hungry at the beginning with the pizza. We want to keep Brian making his pizzas, and we want everyone with their hobbies to be able to do all those things. So that's what motivates us, and thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure being here. I enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah, Brian, keep the, keep the oven hot. Let's get together, and, uh, and i, I got to try that sausage and onion pizza, all right? I'll, I'll definitely make a convert out of you. And, and I wanted to add one thing there. If you're not into downloads, if you're scared to click links, we had a very nice uh, print run of this uh, 401k trap. So if you just want a traditional mailed copy, shoot me a, a message or you can call the office at 706-451-9800 and we'd be happy to mail you one. Very good. Uh, for Brian Doe and Carrie Debs, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us and spending a few minutes with us today. Go check out the 401k trap if you haven't already. Retirementrescue.net or click the link in the show notes. And we'll talk to you next time right back here on Make the Doe Rise. Make the Dough Rise is brought to you by Living Worth Wealth Advisors with a central office in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Just search for Make the Dough Rise with Brian Doe. You can also visit MakeTheDoughRise.com to listen to recent episodes. If you'd like to contact the show or schedule a complimentary financial review with Brian and the team, just go to MakeTheDoughRise.com and get in touch through the website or call 706-451-9800. Thanks for listening to Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.